My name is Jenny. My name is Ted. My name is Gray. And, and this, this is, is Anamorphology. The Invasion. The Visitor. The Encounter. The Message. The Predator. The Capture. The Stranger. The end, The Secret. The Android. The Forgot. The Reaction. The Chain. The Unknown. The Escape. The Underground. The Decision. The Spell. The Departure. The Sound. The Discovery. The Proposed Threat. The Mutation. The Separation. The Deception. The Suspicious Existence. The Extreme Sacrifice. The Diversion. The Beginning. Before we get started, I want us to pick which vegetables we would choose. Oh my god! Probably based on similarity to our names. Oh no! Okay. What a good question, though. I feel like not based on similarity to my name. I would like to be a stalk of Brussels sprouts. A whole stalk. Yes. Very cool. A whole stalk. Yes. Also a good weapon. So that's nice. I mean, I don't know if I can wield myself, but yes. I would be a grape because gray, Mm. um, even though it's not a vegetable. But as discussed last time, neither are tomatoes or olives. (laughs) Um, And uh, if I had to choose just based on vegetables, I would say artichoke because I have such a nice heart. Aww. (laughs) Gross. I don't know. A Ted vegetable. Vegetable. I didn't have an answer when I asked that question. <laughs> yeah, it's a risky question. Bad content. This is devastating. What if you just I picked a vegetable based on your vibe? Oh, just based on vibes? Yeah, just pick a vegetable that you like, that you would like to be, that would make you feel all calm and content like Carrie did when he was the carrot. I might pick a potato. Ooh, that's a really nice vegetable. It feels like a friendly vegetable. Potato? Potato. That's perfect. It's not great. It's taters, tedters. Okay. Yeah. Lettuce sort of has an eh sound. Tedus. <laughs> Tedus. That sounds like tennis with a cold. It, are, are there any vegetables that sound like Jenny? Um, there is a Jerusalem artichoke. Oh, okay. I guess we could both be artichokes. We well, both you have can good have hearts. that, and I can be a other vegetable that starts with a G. Agreed. Honestly, what are vegetables? I can't. <laughs> I'm like, I can think of three vegetables right now, and none of them start with J's. Zucchini. How many vegetables do you need in your life, really? Carrots, peas, I'm out. Yeah, that's it. Those are all the vegetables. Okay. I'm sorry. It was a terrible, <laughs> a terrible icebreaker. I think the ice has been broken. Now we're, yeah. now we're warmed up and we can cut all of that out. So, Gray, did you also listen to the episode recently? It did not occur to me <laughs> to re-listen to it. So I have listened to the first half an hour of it okay, and okay. enjoyed it immensely. I had forgotten pretty much everything about this book. So maybe a recap. What a great idea, Ted. Would you like to give us a recap? Sure. In Vegemorph's the book... Part one, our hero Kyle, aka Kale, and his friends Randy, Radish, Tommy Tomato, Olivia Olive, yep. and Carrie the Carrot all go through Farmer Withers' farm where nothing grows, and spores come down from the sky, and they meet Prince Brassica. The Rockley-based super vegetable man who is the king of the vegetable underground. Isn't he the prince? Uh, yes, <laughs> he's the prince. Uh-huh. Who's the king? What a good question. Did Maybe we... we'll meet the king. It's <gasps> my prediction. No, okay. he's he's a prince in the way that princes are kings. Oh, okay, okay. It yeah. made sense before I said it. <laughs> so vegetables 
are hiding underground on Earth, mm-hmm. super vegetables, super intelligent vegetables, because they're being pursued from planet to planet by the jerks, a species of alien fungi that are trying to exterminate the vegetable kingdom people. And all life, I think. And all life, but yeah. I, it's hard to tell if that's incidental. <laughs> and the Prince Brassica has been, and his vegetable folks have been running from planet to planet from the jerks, and they've never successfully staved off the invasion. And Prince Brassica is like, look, you're going to help us fight the jerks, so I'm going to give you the power to smell vegetables and turn into them. And then you, I think they can also beam vitamins and minerals at the bad guys, though that hasn't been tested. Anyway, so they get the power to morph vegetables, and they are attacked by alien fungus, led by their ruthless leader, Fun Gus, who looks <laughs> like a nerd from an 80s movie. <laughs> Uh, and is also, face. is also broccoli, or... He looks like he broccoli looks like at broccoli, first. but he's not really broccoli. And they have a fight. Kyle has to crawl into a hole to get salad dressing. It looks like Prince Brassica is dead, but we don't see his body, so don't worry, he comes back later and he's fine. And the kids run away. The next day, Kyle is like, wow, I can't believe that happened. And Carrie shows up. As a carrot. Carrie has morphed carrot. And it's like, <laughs> Kyle, you gotta try this. And hijinks ensue. Kyle's brother, Rice, has gotten a cold, which maybe they think he's been taken over by the jerks, and almost catches Kyle and Carrie morphing, puts Carrie in carrot form back into the refrigerator, and Kyle has to rescue him <laughs> from the produce drawer. And uh, warm him up so that he's able to demorph because you can only stay in vegetable morph for as long (laughs) as the recommended cooking time of the vegetable you pick. But it has not been clarified what method of cooking determines. It comes up a lot. Also, that is the only scene that I remember because it was so graphic. Very suggestive carrot antics. Kyle has all of his friends come over for dinner. Yeah, they're reluctant to eat their vegetables, but they finally do eat some of them. And then they all go down to the basement to practice morphing. And they each pick a vegetable that reminds them of their name, which are coincidentally the vegetables that Kyle has on hand. He, <laughs> he had morphed an ear of corn, but then they ate the ear of corn for dinner. And uh, while they are all in vegetable form, Bryce knocks on the basement door and decides that he's going to come in. Oh, no. I think that's where we left off. What happens next? We don't know yet, but we're going to find out. I I think there were a lot of details that I kind of skimmed over. I I think that's okay. I didn't even mention that the invasion will take place in the form of athlete's foot. (laughs) I still don't understand I, actually, I don't understand any of it. I'm not going to ask any questions because that's no, just that's delaying. Fine. The last thing I want to say is that they can be either the size of a normal vegetable or they can be a human-sized right. vegetable-shaped With person. a face. With a and face. Arms and, legs. and arms and legs. <laughs> and they can switch back and forth at will. Right. Sure. And when sure. they're small, I think they can move and jump, but maybe not. Well, Carrie did jump onto the dresser after turning into a tiny carrot, right. so I assume they can. So yeah, we we're really unclear what the the, the powers are and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed about <laughs> from like the 30% point to the 50% point of this one. <laughs> so hopefully it keeps getting better. There were some wait. good antics, yeah. The last thing I will say is the friends dynamics. Instead of being a band of five, they are a band of one protagonist who sucks, <laughs> one Gary Stu character, Carrie, and three characters with no personality at all. Yeah. Olivia, Randy, and Tommy. The groupies. So, yeah. So, they gave all the interesting personality traits to Carrie. Who might be evil. Oh, that yeah. was one of our theories. Our top theories, yeah. Carrie is evil. So, we'll I find mean, out today. Really, my top theory is Carrie will end up stuck as a carrot, obviously. Sure. But now I want to know if the king of the vegetable kingdom shows up and if he's the one who saves them and resolves this whole book. Resolve implies a lot more connectivity in the plot than I, I think we've seen thus far, yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath. Alright, that's wise. Thank you. You mean like Kyle and Carrie held their breath the entire time that Bryce was trying to leave the house, and then they both realized it after he left. Yeah. This book is well written, is my point. Shall we go back to it? Alright. Chapter 13. Morph! 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 I screamed in my brain. I had never been so terrified in all my life. I could tell that my friends felt the same way. I began to sweat in fear. I could feel myself heating up, defrosting. I heard Bryce's heavy footsteps on the stairs. Then it was as if something took over, and a wonderful calmness and clarity overcame me. I morphed. And luckily, I ended up with all my clothes on. (laughs) Somehow my friends all morphed too. It seemed that it took forever. But I remembered that vegetable time was different from human time. <gasps> That's Whoa. right. That's how we're getting around the veggie cooking time thing. Or remember, Carrie's like, it feels like it's been two hours. Oh, yeah. And Kyle's like, it's been five minutes. And apparently okay. time perception is weird when you're is a vegetable. Is this going to be plot relevant, do we think? No. It kind of just was. <laughs> Actually, kind of. <All> right. <laughs> for setting up, it will be relevant for setting up and then easily resolving cooking. Great. Yes. Because they know we're reading a chapter at a time. Right. The instant Bryce showed his face, we were all back to normal. Well, as normal as could be expected. After all, changing into a vegetable and back again in barely a minute isn't an experience most people go through. It gets you all tossed up inside. And it's not like tossing salad. That's fun. It's more like tossing your cookies. (laughs) A reminder to Ted and me that this book was written before probably that gained such traction as a slang term. But also, oh no. I love this. (laughs) This book is perfect. What is the slang term? Oh, I'm surely not telling you, but I am going to make you Google it later. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so curious. Okay, how come you're all just standing around, Bryce asked. He knitted his brows and frowned. Then suddenly, his face brightened in a big, un-Bryce-like smile. Hey, bro, you and your friends want to watch a cartoon video, he asked. We don't have cartoon videos anymore, Bryce. We got rid of them years ago, remember? Unrealistic. What family does that? Wait, Bryce just used the phrase cartoon video and Kyle repeated it back to him without mocking him? Yes. Like on VHS? Is that what we're trying to say? Oh, presumably. It's 98. I'm very confused by this. Bryce frowned again. Fooey, Videorama is closed by now. Why do we have to live in such a hick town, he whined. Sorry you're disappointed, I said after a moment. I couldn't think of anything else to say. 
Bryce rubbed his right foot over his left. Then he rubbed the left foot over his right. Athlete's foot. He did it again. My mouth dropped open. I closed it quickly. Looks like you're doing some scratching, said Carrie. Itchy? Like maybe you've got athlete's foot? I don't know. Bryce answered sullenly. I'm really bummed about the cartoon. I was looking forward to it. He turned his back and stomped away. Okay, is this like propaganda cartoon? What is happening? I don't know. Oh, it must be VeggieTales. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only explanation. Oh, VeggieTales. Well, why would you? But no, but the fungus don't like the vegetables, so. Uh, I don't know. Fungus tails. Yeah. I felt a wave of relief wash over me as soon as I heard the basement door close. Phew, I gasped. That was the closest call I've ever had. Okay, what about when Carrie couldn't morph back from Carrot? My heart was pounding. His heart is just pounding, not in his chest. Progress. And my knees felt weak. We did it, though, Olivia said quietly. I feel stronger now. So do I, said Tommy, continuing to have no personality. (laughs) Carrie and Randy looked at me and nodded in agreement. Suddenly, I felt stronger, too. We've still got to practice morphing before we go up against the jerks, I said. I don't feel safe about practicing here, either. Gee, maybe because it's a terrible idea. Lock the greenhouse. Yes. Yes. Who's at a greenhouse at night? Yeah. They can morph vegetables to get over there. I persist in when, when, when thinking about how the vegetables move, thinking about it as the Mario bouncing noise. Boing, <laughs> boing, I mean, I think that kind of is what they do in VeggieTales, right? They like Pretty bounce. Yeah. yeah. Let's walk down to the field at the end of the street. There won't be anybody there and nothing bad ever happens there. Nothing bad ever happened in this town until now, said Randy. So we've got to stop it. Carrie was firm. We'll go out the back door, get down there, and practice morphing until we can do it in our sleep. I scratched my head. My hair felt a little strange after having leaves. I don't think I could ever morph in my sleep. It's just a figure of speech, Carrie explained. Obviously, you don't, we wouldn't want that because what if your parents came in and you with broccoli? Unbelievable. But you never know what's possible until you try. Okay, let's go down to that field, but be quiet. We've got to look out for Bryce. I don't know where he's lurking in the house. Mom and Dad are probably upstairs, but watch out for them just in case. More quiet than mice. As quiet as vegetables. We crept up the basement steps. You know, that famous phrase, as quiet as vegetables. (laughs) I peered cautiously into the hall. I could hear the sound of the TV coming from the living room. I think maybe Bryce is watching cartoons on cable, I whispered. Not grown-up cartoons, either. The kind little kids watch. Okay, first of all, <laughs> some grown-ups watch little kid cartoons. That's so true. I looked around the corner, and sure enough, there was Bryce. He started giggling crazily at the antics of a cartoon pig. He had his shoes off and kept reaching down to scratch his feet. I held a finger to my lips, silently motioning, shh. Thank goodness they translated that gesture for us. I was not going to follow it otherwise. <laughs> Writing is so bad. I waved everyone toward the kitchen. From there, we could get out through the garage. The others followed me. We were almost safely out when I heard a crash. I whirled around. Tommy was wearing a horrified look on his face. At his feet was a potted plant that we kept on a stand next to a little window. Murderer. Hey, what's that noise? I heard Bryce shout. Then his footsteps came stomping toward us. Dun, dun, dun. There is both way too much and way too little detail in this book. Actually, there's too much detail and too little plot because so far, there's not really a lot of plot, no. All right, chapter 14. 
Once more, it looked as if our stocks were going to be cooked by Bryce, but we were saved by the bell. Literally, the front doorbell rang. Lord. I could hear <laughs> Bryce hesitate for a moment, then he turned around to answer the door. It was Bryce's best friend. Please guess his name. Um, Clemford. Okay. Ricky. Amazing. Clem was not that far off because his name is Norman Drinkwater. Wow. Sure. Oops. Oh, no. I told you his last name. Now I've gone and spilled the lima beans or the baked beans or whatever and gotten us all in the soup. Please, please don't tell anyone. I told you I couldn't keep a secret and I'm not a good liar. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on. I really had you going there, didn't I? Ha! Ha! <laughs> Listen, I was just kidding around. The guy's last name isn't Drinkwater at all. It's Drainwater. And his family's phone number is unlisted, so you could <laughs> never find him. But don't tell anybody anyway, okay? So this page was filler. <laughs> I mean, it's parroting Animorphs, I understand, but... Uh, don't. <laughs> it's easy to see why Norman and Bryce are such good friends. They're so much alike. But I could tell that Norman had changed and he had become just like Bryce all over again. Duh, do your feet itch a lot? Was the first question Norman asked. I could just imagine him shuffling into the house. Norman is big for his age. He's big for anybody's age. He plays on the football team like Bryce. He's a linebacker and he can stop any number of people on the opposing team cold. I bet trying to tackle Norman is like trying to wrestle with an 18-wheeler. And having him tackle you is probably like being run over by the same truck. Uh, yeah, but so what? Answered my brother. He wasn't hoarse at all anymore. He and Norman had the same kind of strange, flat tone to their voices. It was like their minds were on hold. What? Their minds were that's on like, hold. That's a really cool description, but that's such a leap from everything that we've seen so far. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm going to try and do the rest of this in a... In a Strange flat tone. Yeah, so. sound like your mind is on hold. Yeah. I mean, that's just what I normally say. <laughs> right. A little shudder went through me. I knew my brother and Norman were becoming jerks. Jerk slaves. The TV pig squealed and Bryce giggled. Come on. I'm watching this great cartoon. It's really cool. <laughs> okay, dude. Norman answered. I shuddered again. No matter what Bryce had put me through, he was still my brother. Somewhere inside his twisted brain, he cared for me. And I cared for him. But now his brain wasn't twisted anymore. It was growing blanker by the minute as the fungus grew on him. I motioned my friends toward the door. The only way to help Bryce was to get on with what we had to do. Master morphing and help the vegetable kingdom until there were enough of us to help us. Nope. Help the vegetable kingdom until there were enough of them to help us. Didn't make more sense. It doesn't make any more sense, no. Are they growing more allies? <laughs> we're... Like, Tommy just knocked that pot over, so good luck. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. All right. Even after we had crept through the kitchen door and out through the garage, everyone was strangely quiet. I know what you're all thinking, I said, that my brother and his friends are both becoming jerks. Yeah, I'm sorry, said Carrie. We can help stop it, though, said Olivia, but her voice wavered. Soon we came to the end of the street. Across the road was an open field. I'll never forget that night. It was twilight, and the sky was full of stars. We all became Vegemorphs that night, <laughs> and there were no more clothing problems. Okay, they just had an orgy in the field, did <laughs> they? They, they had a, that's what happened, yeah. No more clothing problems, I mean, you don't have any clothes anymore. Exactly. Carrie, Tommy, Randy, Olivia, and I all morphed into vegetable after vegetable. Okay, so they brought vegetables with them into the field to smell. Presumably. Is that what we just morphed grass? 
Or they morphed the vegetables they just learned how to morph without actively smelling them at the time, I guess. Still unclear if they have to do that. Good point. Okay. I feel like I'm a salad, Randy laughed joyously at one point. (laughs) Mixed green, tomato and onion, or Caesar, asked Carrie. He was laughing too. Beats me, Randy answered. If only the jerks would let us alone, I cried, joining in the fun. Never mind. We'll figure out how to squash them, said Olivia. We're getting pretty, pretty corny, Tommy added. And speaking of corn, I'm popped. You mean pooped, I said. How could you possibly be tired? By the way, all of those puns were in italics. I was Just to make sure that we knew they were puns. Tommy danced by me. I just said it to amaze you, he replied. Actually, I'm full of pep. In fact, I'm feeling pepper every minute. Uh, so there we were, a bunch of happy, laughing, laughing vegetables dancing under the stars, tossed to and fro. I'll never forget it. I'd never felt so alive, so vegetable-juiced up as I did then. But it wasn't going to last long. I am what I am, said Randy, who had morphed into a sweet potato. Again, how? It was then we heard the noise, <gasps> rustling in the bushes. A group of guys came toward us. A feeling of horror swept over me as I realized who it was. The Biff Bunch from the mall. The Biff Bunch! I'm so glad they're back. Yeah. They clearly abuse vegetables and fruits. Okay, that sounded worse than I meant it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have to say it. (laughs) In the gentle glow of twilight, I could see that Biff and his boys all had nasty smiles. I knew without a doubt that they had seen everything. There was no time to morph. Run! I yelled. We all. Started- How is that going to help? I don't know. Also, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> we all started racing across the field. At least we tried. You see, we had mastered morphing, but we hadn't mastered moving fast as vegetables. Oh, so they're already morphed. So there's they're no time to demorph in vegetables. They don't yeah. know the word demorph in this book. Got it. Right. Okay. Okay. I wanted to run fast, as if I were in a salad spinner. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, my skinny purple legs couldn't balance my fat eggplant body, and I fell down. So there is an eggplant with legs. Yes, there is. Eggplant legs, or are they are they human legs on an eggplant? But they're purple, and also, if that's the case, how did his brother not notice when he picked up the carrot that it had legs? No, no, no. When they're in their big version with faces and limbs, then they have then legs. they have legs. Yeah, but when they're in their tiny version, they just look like normal vegetables, so they can hide. But they have vegetable limbs. Right. They're like appendages made of the vegetables, like matter, I think. Huh. It's unclear how they move. Huh. But considering that when they're in their small carrot form, they can jump onto a dresser. Okay. I think movement isn't really a problem for them. I guess, though I guess it is now. Apparently it is yeah. because he fell down as an eggplant. Randy, Olivia, and Tommy were having the same problems. Soon a big artichoke, a cabbage, and a sweet potato were on the ground Kicking and screaming. It seems was, like they're handling it poorly. poorly. <laughs> also, Cabbage Jenny. Ooh, okay. All right. Stretch, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Carrie, who is a bunch of celery, almost stalked away, but soon he too fell down. Biff and the boys were standing over us. When I saw you guys, I went and got my salad fork, he said. We saw you before you turned into vegetables, and we know you're the dweebs who hang out at the bingo parlor. You better tell us how you turn into vegetables, or you'll end up in a blender. I knew Biff would enjoy giving me a cauliflower ear. He and his bunch were like identical peas in a pod. 
<sighs> we had to cooperate, but we couldn't let him leak the story. Our vegetable shapes might help us fight fungus, but they wouldn't keep us from being diced by Biff and his buddies. Besides, we couldn't remain vegetables for too much longer or we'd be stuck. You better more fat guys, I said. My friends had started already. Again, not the leader. <laughs> in seconds, we were back in our own bodies. We struggled to our feet and faced Biff and his pals. <laughs> his pals. Bongo, Sid, Spike, and Rudy. <laughs> Amazing. Bongo, Bongo, and Spike. Bongo, Sid, Spike, and Rudy. Okay. I'll tell you how it's done, but you won't like it, I told Biff. Biff doubled up his fists. I'm pretty steamed, he said. Start talking or I'll walk you. That's not even a pun. That's just a word. (laughs) Walk you. All right. Okay, okay, I agreed hurriedly. I have to think of a vegetable. And while I'm thinking of it, I have to tell you the most boring thing I can think of. Then you'll be able to morph into that vegetable. After that, you can become any vegetable you want. This is a terrible plan. That's cool, said Biff. His sidekicks all nodded, as they usually did whenever he said anything. (laughs) Biff had an eager gleam in his eyes, and his face was flushed. I like how his dream is to become a vegetable. I'm so glad he's getting this dream. But he went and got a salad fork, which means he wanted to eat the vegetables. So does he want to morph into a vegetable, or does he want to eat He wants to become a cannibalistic vegetable, Ray. It's very clear. He wasn't asking me any details, and that gave me an idea. Start out with celery stalks, Carrie advised us. They're easy to do and lots of fun. Just stay away from parties or you might end up stuffed with cream cheese and walnuts. All right, all right, I said. Give me a minute to think of something boring. I shifted from one foot to the other. (gasps) Does he have athlete's foot? It ought to be easy for a dweeb like you, Biff commented. Right, I nodded. Now listen closely. Here goes. I began to recite a recipe for oxtail soup. By the way, don't try this at home. I made it up on the spot as I went along. I'm sure it's terrible. I took a deep breath and began to talk in a sing-song voice. Take a couple of oxtails, add some raisins and some ketchup. Don't forget fudge frosting and some vanilla goo. Then put the whole mess in a big pot, add four quarts of water, put the whole thing on the stove, and simmer for an hour or two. By the time I had gotten that far, Biff and his buddies were wearing glazed expressions and turning green. When I got to the part about dishing out the soup, they had all turned into stalks of celery. I have a question. No, this was a thing. Remember that uh, Prince Braska is like, you can turn other people into vegetables. If you picture a vegetable and then get them, like, talk to them until they're really bored. I don't remember this at all. I do yeah. not have any I mean, I also listened to the this. episode today. This, I this also is listened to the episode today, and I must not have been paying attention <laughs> to that part. What on earth? I do take issue with the idea that a really disgusting soup recipe is boring. It sounds like it would be just like a gross-out thing. What was it? It was beef Oxtails, and ketchup and raisin, frosting. Ketchup, frosting, <laughs> vanilla yeah, it goo. it doesn't sound boring. Vanilla goo. It sounds like he's really bad at being boring, actually, but... I, it's too bad that we, the recipe wasn't in part one, or else we could have made it. For just <laughs> Absolutely not. That would have been amazing. Oxtail sound like they would be expensive to buy, though. They have gone up in price during the pandemic, I learned from one of my favorite podcasts. Um, okay, uh, that whole chapter was the dumbest thing I've ever read. Do you want me I to try to find the and thing? And I want to try and find the thing about... Okay. Huh. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, here we oh, go. Oh, yeah, you can make other people vegetables, too. Okay. The prince looked serious. You can make other people turn into vegetables, too, he said. Just keep talking to them constantly in a monotone. Okay, that is most- not a sing-song voice, though. Mm-hmm. About the most boring thing you can think of. At the same time, keep a mental picture in your mind of the vegetable you want them to be. They will have the same powers you do. The powers of a full member of the vegetable kingdom plus your human powers. Okay. A couple of things. (laughs) What are my human powers? First of all. Second of all, this is the world's worst weapon. (laughs) And third, now everyone is going to have the power to go. Now Biff and Spike... Yes, but as and you Bongo. pointed out, what are they going to be able to do with it? Turn other people into vegetables. They're going to go home, think eggplant at their mother, and recite boring things about their lives until their mother turns into an eggplant, and then they never tell her how to change back. Oh, They no. don't know the cooking time rule, either. You're right! This is very dangerous. This is very irresponsible. This is very irresponsible. All right, Let's Ted. Let's find out what happens yeah. next. Chapter 15. Carrie caught my eye. He gave me a meaningful look, but I had no idea what it meant. He began talking to Biff and his buddies. Now that you know how to change into vegetables, let me tell you why we morph. It's not just for fun. Carrie quickly filled Biff and his friends in on how our town, our state, our country, and our entire planet, maybe even our whole galaxy, were in danger. When he finished, he looked at Biff and his group, who were all standing around as celery stalks, and asked them, Will you help? Biff didn't miss a single beat. Ha! You've got to be kidding, or crazy. The idea of the Earth being taken over by fungus and helping a bunch of talking vegetables? His voice trailed off, and he doubled over with laughter. Carrie looked at me and gave a slight shake of his head. He mouthed the words, don't tell. He looked at the rest of our friends and did the same thing. Are they going to eat them? They all nodded. I'd like to point out, Biff, that you are a giant talking stock of celery. That isn't crazy to you. Why don't you believe my story? And why won't you help? Biff strutted his green self up to Carrie. Maybe I believe you, and maybe I don't, he said. It doesn't matter, because I wouldn't help you anyway. Biff turned around and looked at Bongo, Spike, (laughs) Sid, and Rudy. You guys wouldn't help either, would you? The green leaves on top of each of the four stalks swiveled from side to side. No. It's like they're in a like episode of TV, but they they haven't gotten paid enough to have lines. Yeah. But like, yeah. Featured non-speaking roles. <laughs> Biff turned back to Carrie and the rest of us. There's your answer. We won't help you. Then he gave us the celery version of a smile. Is I that what you were just imitating? Well, the celery version of a smile would be like almost a horseshoe shape, right? Oh, like, uh, yeah. Celery, but terrifying. I think maybe we can have lots of fun as vegetables. His smile grew wider. Imagine how easy it will be to shrink down and sneak into the movies. If someone tries to stop us, we'll start growing and talking and scare the living daylights out of them. He and his friends laughed. Biff's smile widened. He brightened so much that he became a brilliant, glowing green. Free vacations, he shouted. Simple to pop yourself into some carry-on luggage and arrive in Puerto Rico in a few hours. Then you can get a hotel room for free and spend a week or two tanning on the beach. There really is nothing to do in this town. (laughs) Suddenly, There are a lot of logistical issues with this also. Hey, wait a minute. 
A celery can't tan on the beach. It probably can't even swim. How do I get back to being human? Tell me right now. Great, I thought. I'd hope that blockhead Biff wouldn't get around to figuring out. What's the recommended cooking time for celery? Absolutely zero. <laughs> They're no, already like in a stuck. Soup, I guess in a soup, maybe you would cook it for a little bit. I think it's celery is a one way trip. <laughs> there is no recommended cooking You're time. You're stuck. Yeah, forever. Or maybe it's the opposite because you don't cook it. Oh. You can do that way oh. I had hoped that Blockhead Biff wouldn't get around to figuring out that obvious question, but he did. I opened my mouth to speak, but Carrie nudged me in the ribs. And again, mouth, don't tell. Carrie's thinking like, Kyle, come on. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you this? Kyle. <laughs> I don't know what the, was the matter with me. The whole situation must have short-circuited my brain. It was obvious what Carrie meant, but I just didn't get it. Duh. Oh, no. Kyle. Don't tell what, I asked <laughs> as I rubbed my side where Kyle. he had nudged me in Why the ribs. Why is Kyle the together? Carrie got right up in my face and yelled, Cooking time! Clang. Clang. Clang! A bell went off in my head. Oh my god, Kyle. A light bulb went off, too. (laughs) (laughs) Of course! What we had to do was not tell Biff about the cooking time rule. That way, he couldn't leak our story. Okay, but he'd still be a talking vegetable. Biff was one furious celery stalk. What's going on here? There better not be something you're not telling me. Now Biff was in my face. Talk, screamed the stock. Let me explain, Carrie began. But Biff fairly blew up in an explosion of leafy green. I don't want you to explain. I want Kyle to explain. (laughs) Smart. Pick on the dumb one. (laughs) My heart sank to the bottom of my high tops. Like I said, I'm no good at lying, and I don't like it. But if there ever was a good reason to lie, I had one now. The fate of everyone on Earth was in my hands. No, Biff, we're not keeping anything important from you, I stammered. I hate this guy so much. All you have to do to become human again is to think about being human. Well, you you recite the most boring thing you can think of, like the recipe for Jell-O. What is the recipe for Jell-O? Biff asked. Oh my god. There's an invading fungus. Why are we talking about this? (laughs) Just follow the package directions, I replied as coolly as I could. For once in his life, Biff looked unsure of himself. I was staring at a once confident, but now insecure, celery stock. What's the story with the cooking time? I looked him right in his beady green eyes. Cooking time? It's time for our cookout. It's going to be just the five (laughs) of us, because... Because... Because it's Olivia's birthday, Randy finished <laughs> We're having a little celebration. It's not that we don't like you, even though you're always pelting us with apple cores. <laughs> it's just that, well, you know how it is when you just want to get together with your best buds. You've got to get over to Barbecue Barn before it closes to pick up the hot dogs and <laughs> rolls. Okay, Randy, Biff sounded suddenly shy. You know... I've always thought you were kind of cute. Oh my god. These are like his last words before he gets stuck as celery forever. Randy looked like she was turning as green as a celery stalk. I was afraid she was going to get sick, but she didn't. Somehow she managed to flash Biff a big smile. Thanks, Biff, she said. Maybe I'll see you later. 
Why don't you and your friends head over to Veggie Village? They've got a great salad bar. I'm sure you'll all meet some hot tomatoes there. She and <laughs> Carrie looked at each other and winked. Oh, romance. I, I'm glad Carrie has moved on from Kyle, the worst so one. Like, I don't imagine it as a wink and then a returned wink. I think it's <laughs> that they both looked at each other at the same time and did a simul <laughs> wink. Oh, definitely. This feels like, I don't know, like a Team Rocket move or something. <laughs> I still didn't quite get it, and I didn't find out what their plan was until a few days after our encounter with the Biff Bunch. What? Oh my gosh, this book this is, is really going off the yeah, rails. This, is, this has been truly terrible. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, a couple of days later. Okay, we're jumping days. Happening? What happened to Prince Brassica? What is happening with the fungus? What is happening with your there's brother? There's only like 33 pages left in this book. I don't think there's going to be any plot. All I right. swear to God, if they were supposed to write a book two to resolve all of this, and then they just didn't, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm so mad already. We'll write okay. you a sequel, Gray. Please don't. <laughs> no, we won't. You're right. Okay. A couple of days later, the five of us were spending the afternoon hanging out at the greenhouse Olivia's mom and dad owned. Well, that came back. We were wondering when Prince Brassica would contact us next. We were all getting really nervous. Nobody was getting strep throat anymore, but now there was an epidemic of athlete's foot in town. None of us even got into the shower without shower clogs on. <laughs> I mean, this I mean, that's is not terrible. Yeah. yeah, your brother has athlete's foot. The drugstores were all sold out of antifungal creams and pills. My parents were going nuts working overtime, even though they worked late every night. Their offices were still so overloaded with patients that they had to buy folding chairs and set them up in rows in the waiting rooms. I've never seen anything like it, my father had said that morning. I think this is some kind of new resistant strain of fungus, and it's spreading faster than whipped butter on burned toast. Okay, (laughs) sure. Unnecessary Mm -hmm. elaborate uh, metaphor there. I think we'd better get some samples to the Centers for Disease Control, Mom had said. Both my parents looked drawn and tired. Carrie, Randy, Olivia, Tommy, and I were getting lots of suspicious looks, too. How come you're not scratching? People of all ages would stop us on the street and ask us. How come you don't have it? The athlete's foot. What could they possibly tell? How could you know? I tell them I never take my shoes off, said Randy. I like to see them stare. That's the worst possible solution, (laughs) buddy. I just... I don't understand a world where sick people go up to healthy people and say, Why aren't you sick? Tell me! Tell me! (laughs) It's not funny, Carrie replied. He had morphed into a carrot. He was doing it more and more these days. Nobody (laughs) talked about it. It was like some kind of unwritten rule. But I knew we were all thinking the same thing, that Carrie seemed to prefer being a vegetable to being a person. (laughs) It's weird, Olivia commented. I've always talked to plants. It's supposed to help them thrive, and some people think that they can understand you. But I never thought of talking to vegetables. How is that relevant to this situation? That belongs like 60 pages earlier in this book. Wait, aren't vegetables plants? (laughs) (laughs) Among the many other... (laughs) I think she means like a vegetable that's already come off a plant, so like it's not growing anymore. I, I don't know. I raked my fingers through my hair. Well, good. Apparently you don't need to talk to the ones that don't talk back to you. That's why it's okay to eat them. Otherwise, I'd feel like a cannibal. Randy tilted her hat back. It was straw and trimmed with red chili peppers. Okay, this is one of my favorite running themes, Randy's hats. (laughs) I don't feel like a cannibal, she said. As long as the vegetables don't talk and they're not the super vegetables of the vegetable kingdom, she added. 
Then she stood up. I'm hungry, she said. Anybody else ready for lunch? Right on cue, my stomach growled. I'm in, I agreed. The whole bunch of us headed down to Main Street. There aren't many towns like the one where we live. I guess I shouldn't have told you that. But you already know how much trouble I have keeping secrets. I guess it's not a big clue anyway. Main Street in our town is just what it says. The Main Street. No other streets have anything important. (laughs) (laughs) No other streets have anything important. For that, you've got to go out to the mall. Uh, Now I know exactly what town they live in, because that can only describe one town in all of America. (laughs) Yeah, of course, of course. Maybe I didn't mention it, but our mall isn't a big one, like those you'd see in Seattle, Washington, or Berkeley, California. Guess I just gave you another clue. Well, that's not much of one either, so now you know we don't live in Seattle or Berkeley. I'm just trying to fill pages to get to the end of this book. We know! (laughs) It doesn't say that. No, it doesn't say that. (laughs) Anyway, Main Street is a mixture of businesses that have been there for years, run mostly by nice old geezers like Sammy Spogue, who owns Spogue's Hardware. They actually still... That's identifiable! (laughs) What the... It's also, is this going to be relevant? They actually still scoop nails out of big barrels at Spokes, but I'm getting off the track. There are a few new stores and restaurants that look wildly out of place. I saw Olivia reach for the door handle of one of them. Wait a minute, I said. You never wanted to go to Veggie Village before. I don't like the feeling I'm getting. Get over it, Kyle, said Tommy. They have great pita pockets and you can make your own. I know, I answered, a knot twisted uncomfortably in my stomach, but I followed the others in. I headed over to the counter, but Randy called out to me. Hey, Kyle, come over here to the salad bar. Nah, I think I'll just get a tofu burger, I said. Randy laughed. So did Olivia, Carrie, and Tommy. You're chicken. I've never been a chicken, but I've been a vegetable, I reminded her. You know very well what I mean, said Randy. We all planned this. I saw her look into a tray of celery stalks and then glance at me. Here's why you couldn't tell the Biff Bunch about the cooking time. She peered back into the celery tray. Is that you, Biff? she asked. Sid? Bongo? Spike? Actually, I've, I've totally lost the thread. What I, is going they on? They have totally lost the thread. Are we trying to say that the... They told Biff and the Biff Bunch to go to Veggie Village, and I guess they did, and now are trapped oh. with celery forever. Oh, here's why we didn't want you to do it. I thought it was a commentary on his character. I thought so, too, but also... We... No, it seems like we're getting into our first moral dilemma of Vegemorphs, which is... Everyone else in the group wants celery. to turn the bullies into celery <laughs> forever? Because they're apparently in the salad bar. Is that what I'm... Also, it has been a couple of days. Why has that produce not turned over? Don't (laughs) eat from that salad bar. Don't eat from that salad bar anyway. But also, just as a reminder, this Kyle is going to get scurvy tonight. (laughs) As he has stopped eating vegetables. (laughs) I was getting more uncomfortable by the minute because of the scurvy. People were turning to stare at us. I walked over to Randy and the others. Cut it out, I said. We look really weird. Besides, what if one of those celery stalks is one of those guys? The thought really grossed me out. Kyle, stop it, said Olivia. You know it's okay to eat vegetables that don't talk back. Now the whole bunch of them started staring into the celery tray and calling out the names of the Biff Bunch. Sid, this one looks like you. You always had that unhealthy, wilted look. Rudy, talk to me, dude. Spike, are you in there? Say something. Biff, who's the big guy now? 
can you imagine eating this restaurant and having a group of teenagers come in and, and bully the celery? You're in luck. We're about to get a reaction. A hush fell over the restaurant. People who were eating stopped chewing. They stopped with their forks in midair, which is a total overreaction, but sure. The staff behind the counter, wearing vegetable hats, stared. Finally, I caught on completely. If Biff and his buddies can't morph back, they can't tell anyone about us. They don't know enough about morphing to talk to people. I scowled at my friends. Why wouldn't you explain it to me before? Because you are so dumb. We thought you'd be able to figure it out, said Carrie. Even though nothing has really made sense in this chapter. Then we heard a voice coming from the other end of the salad bar. Psst, get over here. Now my five friends and I stared at each other. We weren't laughing and joking anymore. We heard the voice again. Psst, it's me, Prince Brassica Oleracea Italica Cruciferae. I'm over here in the broccoli tray with my whole family. We've been waiting to talk to you. What? Why? Why would you do that? Someone is going to eat you. Do you not understand how salad bars work? What is happening? A middle-aged woman with a bouffant hairdo and a Hawaiian shirt walked over to the salad bar. She bent down close to the broccoli tray. Did you just say something? She asked. Prince Prasica stood straight up in the tray and said in a deep green voice, Beat it, lady. Italicized, of course. Yeah, uh-huh. We've got important business to talk about. The woman turned deathly pale. She shrieked. Then everybody else in the restaurant screamed and ran for the door. This was a well-written scene. It's an overreaction, what? but also, I, I just... What is happening? Also, why? The whole Biff thing was very questionable, morally and logistically and logically. So, and so <laughs> Olivia said, it's okay to eat vegetables that can't talk, but... We also learned that they, by not telling them how to talk while morphed, they have consigned them to be speechless celery forever. But they were talking while they were morphed before. When the time passed, did they, like, shrink down to normal vegetable size? Oh, that's a great We haven't learned that that would happen. And when they're small vegetable-sized, can they not talk? Couldn't Carrie talk? Carrie can still talk. Yeah. So it's clear that, yes, Carrie is evil. Right. And two, he has recruited uh, everyone the else. other three. He might be mind controlling them, right? Into into his cult. But of Kyle evil. is too stupid, so Kyle he can't get a purchase stupid. on his yeah. mind. I, I mean, truly. <laughs> okay, maybe Kyle's not. Maybe it's just that Carrie is trying to take over Kyle's mind, and it's messing with his thinking. I new prediction. <laughs> I think that Carrie is going to think that Kyle is dead weight. And turn <gasps> him into a vegetable permanently at the end of the book. Oh my god. And go on to fight the war alone. That's what I want to have happen now. Yeah. Okay. I'm into it. Because <laughs> there just there really are not very many pages left in this, and I, I don't know how anything is gonna happen. Alright. Chapter seventeen. The wild scene at Veggie Village was horrible and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> okay. Prince Brassica and his family kept getting taller by the second. People looked over their shoulders as they ran. They couldn't believe their eyes. They couldn't believe their ears either because Prince Brassica was talking. He was ordering everyone around as if they were members of his vegetable kingdom. With his skinny, tentacle-like arms on his hips, he was shouting, Calm down, everyone! You're acting like a bunch of frightened baby green peas! 
His words didn't do anything to calm anyone down, however. In fact, the talking broccoli stock just made everyone more hysterical. (laughs) Spoons, forks, napkins, and plates full of the daily vegetarian special flew into the air as people hurried to get out of the place. I got hit in the nose with a spoonful of garlic vinaigrette. It burned a little. Carrie's probably into it. Form a single line. Proceed to the exit in an orderly fashion, thundered Prince Brassica. Eek! screeched a woman with big hair as she raced by. (laughs) It's the attack of the killer broccoli! We're all gonna get creamed! A little boy pointed his toy laser gun at the prince. Zap, 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 you vegetable space alien, he cried. I mean, correct. Yeah. A man broke a window and climbed through it. (laughs) Then the crowd broke the door down. It was How many people were in this veggie restaurant? First of all, and second of all... (laughs) This is not the best way to escape in case of emergency, friends. It was horrible to see all these nice people acting so crazy. If they only knew what they really have to fear, I thought. They were all afraid of the good guys. Maybe. (laughs) Soon, Prince Brassica, his family, my friends, and I were the only ones in the restaurant. There were no customers left and no staff. The walls were splattered with all kinds of salad dressing. Thousand Island, creamy Italian, garlic vinaigrette, you name it. Oh my god! Is Carrie rolling around on the walls? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) This is cool, said one of Prince Brassica's kids. She smeared a glob of dressing all over herself. Stop that. Teach teach your kids about privacy. (laughs) I'm taking the kids home. They've had too much excitement, said Mama Broccoli. Okay. (laughs) No, no. No, no. No. (laughs) If that's Prince Brassica, then that is Princess Brassica. That is how names work. She's not Mama Broccoli. No capitalization. They have names. I hate this book. Mama (laughs) Broccoli. (laughs) you. She and the children suddenly shrank in size. They skittered outside and disappeared down a storm drain. (laughs) (laughs) Are they like borrowers? No, they're um, Pennywise. Yeah, I was also thinking of no! They're taking a shortcut home, Prince Brassica explained. (laughs) He pulled out a chair. As he sat down, he motioned for my friends and me to take a seat at the table with him. Don't think we should sit by the window, I said quietly. (laughs) It might scare the people walking by. Won't they be scared by, like... The screaming people, the, <laughs> the doors that are broken down. Prince Brassica nodded. You're right. Let's go back and talk in the kitchen. So we all trooped into the restaurant's kitchen and sat among the pots and pans. We waited with eager anticipation to hear what Prince Brassica would say. He leaned toward us. It's nearly time to strike. We can't wait any longer. Uh, just a minute. I couldn't stop myself from interrupting. We've been waiting for you to contact us. How did you know we'd come into Veggie Village today? A mysterious smile swept over Prince Brassica's face. Oh, no. Let's just call it vegetable intuition, he said. Oh, no. Are we just going to explain a bunch of coincidences with vegetable intuition? You may be able to develop it after morphing for quite a while. On the other Carrie hand, has it. you may not. <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> right now, we have to talk about attack strategy. Are you kidding? I wanted to know more about vegetable intuition, but I didn't ask. I realized our situation had gone from bad to worse. Practically everybody in town was scratching like mad, and they didn't seem to care anymore. My brother had stopped using his antifungal cream, and his athlete's foot looked terrible. It was all red and scaly, plus he developed a rash on his back. Gross. My brother is acting really strange, I told Prince Brassica. I got up from the counter and began pacing back and forth. 
Like everybody else in town, he doesn't seem to mind his gross athlete's foot and the rash on his back. He stopped treating it. And another thing. Oh my wait, God. wait, wait. People don't mind it, but they're running up to them on the street being like, how do you not have it? It's a great question. Depression. Yeah. During this, like, this meal at Veggie Village or whatever. Also, again, how can anyone tell if you are wearing shoes and clothes? <laughs> clothes aren't a problem anymore. <laughs> Good point. And another thing about Bryce. He's been trying to get me to go to these meetings called the snorings. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> This this book is too long for the low-level parody that it is doing. (laughs) That is one of my many complaints. (laughs) The story. I've heard about those things, said Carrie. People have a party in the mushroom field at Farmer Withers' place. They all bring sleeping bags and stay overnight. After that, each camper has a rash the next day. We've got to do something fast. Wow. Okay. So how popular are these parties? Leave people their orgies. <laughs> Don't look at people's genital rashes. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> We've got to do something fast. You bet your sweet potato we do, said Prince Brassica. But how can we do anything if nobody cares that they're infected, I asked. Stop interrupting and let me explain, the prince snapped. Wow, he was touchy today. I shut up and sat down. At the snorings, people eat a lot of mushroom soup. That starts the infection. Those are different kinds of fungus. (laughs) But tomorrow night, another fungus is going to get them. The rubrum jerks. They won't be happy about that. We all had the same question for Prince Brassica. What happened when the rubrum jerks got you? Wait, did they say it in unison? It's in italics, but no No, quotation marks. So I don't know. Maybe it's in thought speech. The rubrum are the worst jerks of all, and these are mutants, which makes them even more dangerous. Even ordinary rubrum fungus will turn your nails a yucky, slimy yellow and green. I looked down at my hands. My friends did the same. I felt sick at the thought of getting a Kyle's hands. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing about rubrum is that it's so hard to get rid of. Even the ordinary rubrum is tough to treat with regular antifungal cream. It can take years. Once this mutant variety gets a hold of you, I don't know how long it could last. And it attacks vegetables, too. You know, because they have nails. (laughs) I sucked in my breath. What are we going to do? I blurted. Prince Braska glared at me. I told you, no interruptions. He folded his tentacled arms over his chest. Mm. (laughs) Okay. I, I think they're confusing tentacles and tendrils. Okay. I like that way better. Yeah, I think it's because, you know, vegetables kind of have tendrils. Yep, that makes way more sense than tentacles. (laughs) Tentacles doesn't make any sense. (laughs) We've got to use a combination of antifungal cream and a healthy zap of vegetable, vitamins, and minerals. That will get rid of them for good. I remembered how Prince Brassica had zapped the trichophyton soldiers the first night, but I hadn't the faintest notion of how to do it. The prince must have had another attack of vegetable intuition because he answered the question as if he had read my mind. You'll have no problem zapping. (laughs) Once you've learned to morph, the knowledge is part of your roots. Just point one tentacled finger and think zap. That's all there is to it. Listen carefully, Prince Brassica went on. You've got to squirt everyone with antifungal cream and then zap them. You've got to do the same to every fungus you meet. Now we were hanging on his every word. (laughs) I felt hypnotized. 
we're going to have to hijack some truckloads of antifungal cream <laughs> from that pharmaceutical supply place just outside of town, the royal broccoli said. You'll smear some on yourselves before you morph. And be careful. Don't let anyone at the snoring think you're anything but ordinary vegetables. Just lay low and wait for your chance. Couldn't you go as humans? That paragraph was the worst thing <laughs> I've ever read. Uh. <laughs> what are you talking? Okay. What about bacteria? I blurted. I just couldn't help myself. I'm getting to that, Prince Brassica replied. We're not going to kill the bacteria. They're weakened already. Besides, killing bacteria could make the fungus stronger. The prince put his broccoli face close to mine. <laughs> if any bacteria bother you, he waved a green fist in the air. Just walk up. As stated before, that's not a pun. That's just a word. <laughs> like sock him? Oh. oh. I, but that's not a good pun. There's only a few it's chapters a left. Let's just... <laughs> Chapter 18. Going to the snoring tonight, anyone? Or is it just me? Asked my brother the following evening at dinner. He looked me right in the eyes in an almost threatening way as he said it. Your dad and I are very interested in these snorings. Wait, did he just invite his parents to an orgy? Yes, he did. That's what happened. Okay. Said my mother. But you know, we're just so busy all the time, treating these strange rashes. She took a sip of water. Now it's even harder to treat people because they don't bother to come in, she went on. But if they don't, the rashes will get worse and worse. I just don't understand it, my father said. If I had these rashes and awful scaly athlete's foot, I'd want to get rid of them right away. Maybe the situation isn't as bad as you think, my brother said in a low voice. Maybe it's a good thing. Oh, Bryce, you're making those strange jokes of yours again, (laughs) Mom said. I thought you were beginning to lighten up, but there you go again. You've been acting like some creature in a bad science fiction movie lately, my father frowned. Bryce ignored their remarks. He looked at me. So how about you? You and your friends don't have athlete's foot or rashes. What's keeping you from coming to a snoring? I poked at the vegetables on my plate and tried not to look guilty. Inside, I was a nervous wreck about the coming night. Oh, maybe we'll all stop by, I lied. I hoped I was getting better at it. (laughs) Why don't you come with me when I drive over, Bryce asked. I could tell he was testing me. Pushing, watching my reaction. I guess I could, but I've gotten so deep into this book I'm reading, I'll probably walk (laughs) over later with Tommy and the rest of the gang. What's the book you're reading? Bryce demanded. (laughs) He just wasn't going to give up. I was floundering. Luckily, I was saved by my dad. That's enough, Bryce. Reading is good for you. (laughs) Leave your brother alone and go to the snoring by yourself. I think he's too young to stay out all night with anything but a scout troop, anyhow. <laughs> what a great point. I almost jumped out of my chair and hugged my dad. For once in my life, I was glad he had said I was too young to do something. I could feel Bryce glaring at me. I tried to stop a smug smile from spreading across my face, but I couldn't. It was only a fleeting moment of satisfaction, however. Then my anxiety returned. That night was so important. I hated to admit it. I was scared. I thought Bryce would never leave the house. I knew he was eager to get to the snoring, but he was hanging around to see what I was doing. I snuck a copy of a book called Onion Jam in front of my face and sat on my bed with some pillows propped up behind me. Do you know this book? No, I'm just, why? (laughs) Bryce kept passing my room and glancing inside. 
After what seemed like forever, he went downstairs and heard his car start and the squeal of tires as he peeled out of the driveway. Peeled isn't italicized. What? I went to the window and watched him turn right at the end of the road. <laughs> it was the way to Farmer Withers Field. Then I swung into action. The plan was for all of us to meet Prince Brassica in front of Veggie Village, which was closed. <laughs> so what? Why? <laughs> somehow he'd have a car and he'd drive us out to Dozer's <laughs> Pharmaceutical Supply House. Somehow he'd have a car? How is he driving? And why does he have a car? Oh because of all the skin disorders in town, employees were loading trucks with antifungal cream around the clock. When we got to Dozer's, we would all morph <laughs> into vegetables and get as big as we could. We were hoping the sight of us would terrify the employees and we'd been able to make them drive trucks of antifungal cream out to Farmer Withers' place. <laughs> They're taking the hostage! After that, we'd They're scare... They're not just robbing the trucks. They're like, yeah. We'd scare the drivers into parking the trucks and running away. Then we'd shrink down to regular vegetable size and lay low until it was time to proceed with the attack. My heart thumped in my chest as I put my sneakers on. We didn't stop the jerks here. They would just keep spreading. The fate of the earth was in our hands tonight. Not to mention... Their tentacle my hands. very own life. Okay, remember how for, uh, you know, 50-some-odd books, I made a lot of fun of the Animorphs for how bad their plans were? (laughs) I take it all back. Rescinded. As I smeared myself with antifungal cream, I stared at my reflection in the mirror and tried to look like the steely heroes in action movies. But my mouth felt dry. I kept asking myself the same question over and over again. Would I save the world tonight? Or would I just end up a jerk? Was he... In vegetable form, smearing himself with... No, I think... The instructions were to smear yourself before you morph. Because, I guess, tendrils aren't good at smearing? (laughs) Tentacles. Tentacles, Ted. (laughs) You told me they were tentacles. I did, but the book thinks they're tentacles. Uh. I just... But then, it's not the same skin! Maybe you focus on your clothing disappearing, of being invisible... But you focus on the fu- antifungal cream still being there. <laughs> um, it goes with your body into V space, and then it still <laughs> no! affects you. <laughs> Denny, V space is not a thing. <laughs> How dare you? Maybe it's just a pocket universe. Chapter nineteen. It was about eleven o'clock that night when we all met up in front of Veggie Village. I'd climbed out of my window, down the tree in the backyard, and then over the fence to get out of the house my parents ever knew I was out this late, they'd freak. The rest of the group was already standing on the sidewalk in front of the darkened restaurant when I arrived. We were beginning to think you weren't coming, said Olivia. My brother kept hanging around, I told her. He knows something's up, I can tell. He kept passing by my room and looking in like he was spying on me. Olivia stuck her hands in the pockets of her jeans and rocked back and forth. It really doesn't matter if your brother suspects something after tonight, she said. Silence fell over the group. We knew she was right. Somehow that's ominous. Tommy looked at his watch. So where's Prince Brassica anyway? He said he'd be here at 1045. Don't worry, Olivia told him. I said he could use the truck for my mom and dad's greenhouse if he couldn't find anything else. We had a last minute emergency delivery of flowers to a reception hall for a wedding tomorrow. Prince Brassica will be here. I started babbling just to keep from jumping out of my skin. You know what I was thinking when I sneaked out of the house tonight? That my mom and dad would go bananas if they knew I was out so late. I let out a laugh. Can you imagine what they'd do if they knew why I was out so late? You'd have to peel them off the ceiling. I laughed again. This time I just couldn't stop. I laughed until my sides hurt. 
I doubled over with laughter until I thought my head would explode. I don't think I was laughing because something was funny. I wondered if I was losing my mind. Then I heard a horn honk. I straightened up and saw the rickety green truck that belonged to Olivia's parents. Prince Brasco was in the driver's seat. Does he have a license? Does he have legs? <laughs> <laughs> he has a stock. Can you press the pedals? Okay. <laughs> it's probably an automatic. It's fine. I'm looking at a beat-up old green truck being driven by a giant stock of broccoli, I said to myself as I sucked in a couple of deep breaths. Then I helplessly started laughing again. I could feel myself going over the edge. La la land, here I come, I thought. The door of the truck opened and slammed shut again. Prince Braska stalked towards me. He grabbed my shoulders with his tentacles. Oh, great. This chapter's really short, so you're going to get another one. Get hold of yourself, he ordered. Tears were streaming down my cheeks. But why? You've got hold of me. I burbled out. Kyle, get it together. Prince Brassica bent down and stared into my eyes. I order you to cease laughing right now or I'll turn you into a Caesar salad forever. Should I cease or Caesar? I asked myself. Now that struck me as funny. But for some reason, I stopped laughing. I think it was because of the powerful hypnotic effect Prince Brassica had on me. Breathe deeply and think about vegetables, he said. (laughs) I want you to picture them in your mind as I say them. He began talking in a slow, steady rhythm, like the tick-tock of a clock. Great, I thought this will surely fill two more pages. (laughs) Artichokes. Tick-tock. Asparagus. Tick-tock. Beets. Tick-tock. Broccoli. Tick-tock. Oh, my God. Brussels sprouts. Tick-tock. Cabbages. Tick-tock. Carrots. Oh, my God. Tick-tock. We're only on the seas, Greg. Are you? Celery. Tick-tock. Corn. Tick-tock. You are kidding me. (laughs) We were only on the seas, but there don't seem to be any vegetables in the second half of the alphabet. Eggplants. Tick-tock. Leaks. Tick-tock. I straightened up and took a deep breath. I'm okay now. I thought I was losing my mind for a minute. Then I realized a way to get around writing more of this book. (laughs) Prince Brassica looked me in the eye and said solemnly, You were losing your mind. I was worried there for a while. I knew if I had to go all the way to Zucchini, it was too late. Now let's get on with the plan. Did he turn him into a vegetable? Like, what is happening? I think it's a uh, it's a vegetable hypnosis technique. It's part of that whole vegetable intuition thing, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. I want to cry. All right. <laughs> Chapter 20. When we got to Dozer's Pharmaceutical Supply House, the area around the loading dock was buzzing with activity. Guys in white coats and caps with Dozer embroidered on the front were loading case after case stamped with the words antifungal agent in red. (laughs) My palms were sweaty, but I wasn't losing my grip. I was all vegetable juiced up and ready to go. When I morphed this time, I needed to be a big, tough vegetable. Why not a rutabaga? I decided. (laughs) Ready Does to. he not need to be smelling a rutabaga anymore? This, Did I, they move beyond that? They've gotten really good at it. Now it's whatever <laughs> vegetable they can imagine. Wow. Ready to rumba? Asked Prince Brassica. The expression is ready to rumble, said Tommy. Prince Brassica scowled. Don't split peas, he said. Let's go to work. What does... Why? The royal broccoli <laughs> parked the truck it's by the space. side of the building. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ugh, we all got out quietly and, standing side by side, started to moor. Of course, Prince Brassica remained a big broccoli. I became a rutabaga as I had planned. The rest of the group chose to morph into their favorite vegetables. Tommy became a tomato, Randy was a radish, and Olivia was an olive. Carrie, of course, So was she's a, a battle olive? How big do we think the battle olive? Like, what... Is it proportional to their size as humans? No, I think I'm it's really the big. I'm picturing the green of an M, but a different shape. I'm picturing like eight feet tall. Okay, that's a pretty good battle olive. Yeah. Uh, I think he had hardly ever morphed into anything else. I concentrated on becoming as... Oh, I see it in my own question. I concentrated on becoming as gigantic a rutabaga as possible. My own height is five five inches, which I think is okay for my age of 13. Are you a robot? <laughs> Besides, I've been growing like a weed. When I opened my eyes, I was a giant purple and white turnip-like vegetable. I had skinny, tentacle-like arms with long, skinny fingers, stalk-like legs with long, narrow feet. I'm just amazed that we spent the entire series trying to figure out how tall Jake was, and Kyle just tells us in the first book. Five foot five. <laughs> That's just the floor, though, because he's going to keep growing. Oh, it's true. It's true. Poor Jake. Five foot three. So sad. <laughs> He was, constantly, he was way taller than that by the end. I almost scared myself. Yeah, sure. I figured I would easily terrorize a poor dozer loader. Wow, Olivia said to me. I bet you're practically seven feet tall. She had turned into an absolutely awesome olive. I blushed. <laughs> Thanks, I said. I really tried to get scary. I think you did a great job, she replied. Let's not stand around making small talk that doesn't amount to a hill of beans, snapped Prince Brassica. Let's get out there and scare them to death. Just make sure they get you to Wither's place before they die of fright. Yeah, he's the bad guy. We all swung into action. I waddled around the side of the building right behind Prince Brassica. I watched him go up to a guy holding a big box and just stand there. (laughs) (laughs) The man let out a tomato juice curdling scream and threw the box into the air. Prince Braska reached out a long tentacle and grabbed him. Again with the tentacles. Every It's every page at this point. <laughs> and then he pulled him into Guess a truck. Guess we know what kind of orgy this is going to be. Ew. The prince sure didn't waste any time. Way to go, I thought with admiration. I waddled over to a young, chubby-cheeked fellow with a puzzled expression on his face. He was looking around to see who had screamed, wondering what had happened. I seized the guy from behind and threw him into the driver's seat of a truck before he knew what had hit him. His eyes grew wide and his face got as red as Tommy Tomato when he looked at me. He opened and shut his mouth several times, but he didn't make a sound. He just couldn't. I felt sorry for the guy. I had thought I would enjoy scaring somebody, but now that I saw how terrified he was, I felt bad. But it couldn't be helped. I had to do what I had to do. Oh, we're just skipping the whole moral debate. Okay. Yep. Since I didn't want to get tired out from communicating with a never-morphed human, I had written my instructions in a note. (laughs) Cooperate and you won't get squashed. Drive to Farmer Withers Field, go left at the gate, then make a right and keep on going. Those are terrible directions. The guy's hands shook so hard when he put the key in the ignition that his bones almost rattled, but he did as he was told. He put the pedal to the metal and practically flew down the road. The wind rushed over me through the open window. Trees, fences, and houses blurred. We were at Farmer Withers' place in an hour, but I knew that was in vegetable time. It had only been a few minutes in human time. When we got close (laughs) to the field, I pulled out my second page of instructions. Park in the woods at the edge of the field. Then you're free to go. Just keep quiet. 
The poor guy was covered with sweat. He nodded silently and did as he was instructed. The second we pulled to a stop, he shot out the door. I watched him running away through the woods. He was breathing so hard I could hear him huffing and puffing. Mine was the first truck to arrive. Off in the distance, I could see that the snoring was in full swing. Farmer Withers had strung little mushroom-like lights all around. <laughs> Some bad 70s disco music was playing on an old scratchy record player. Alas. It was easy to tell that most of the members of the crowd were already jerks. Of course, only the rash would tell me for sure, and I couldn't see that. But I figured they were jerks by the way they were dressed and the way they were acting. The field was like a big bargain basement warehouse or a cheap clothing store. I could see just about every dopey piece of clothing ever made. Clip-on bow ties, polyester leisure suits, high water pants that showed skinny ankles, vinyl shoes, plaid golf caps with pom-poms. Some girls had butterfly clips in their hair and impossibly long bright red nails. This That's is such a weird concept <laughs> for so weird. And what a weird combination of things. Some guys were in shorts with white socks pulled up to their knees. It's almost enough to make me want to run for the nearest mail-order catalog, I thought. I scanned the crowd for my brother, but didn't see him. Do you think he him. gets the Delia's catalog? I was just about to say. <laughs> he wants to buy from Delia's. Yeah, there flipping through, yeah. The wind blew and I caught the scent of a mixture of awful fungal stench and cheap cologne. Luckily, rutabagas don't have a heightened sense of smell. <laughs> okay. I remembered how sick I had been the first night I had smelled the fungus on this field. Now it was probably ten times worse. How are they convincing people who aren't already jerks to sleep in a field that smells this already, bad? Already, like, and why would you... I don't understand. <laughs> Combined with the cologne, I figured that if I were a human, I'd probably keel over. Another truck pulled up beside the one my driver had just vacated. Carrie got out. I motioned him over. Hey, Carrie, I need you to use your eyes for me. I'm trying to spot my brother in the crowd. Do you see him? This is the carrots cause good eyesight. Motif. Yeah, but the mm -hmm. carrots just have, you know, heightened senses in general. I sure, think. I guess. Yeah, okay. yeah. Carrie began scanning the group at the snoring. Meanwhile, his driver was running away through the woods just as mine had. There he is, Carrie said. He gestured with a tentacle towards the far corner of the field. I could see someone there, but I never would have figured out who it was. Bryce is wearing a blue short sleeve shirt with cuffs. He has on white socks pulled up to his knees. And I hate to tell you this, Kyle, he's wearing a clip-on bow tie, too. Oh, no. <laughs> he really has become a jerk, I said sadly. I didn't have time to dwell on thoughts of my brother. Just then, the other two trucks, two other trucks pulled up. Prince Braska got out of one, ran to get out of the other. The driver of Prince Braska's truck raced off into the woods, just as the other two had done. But when the driver of Randy's truck got out, he just stood there for a moment and grinned. Glad I could drop you off, he said to Randy. He was tall, thin, and probably not much older than 21. I started feeling uneasy. This guy should be scared, I thought. Why isn't he? The driver took off his white coat slowly and revealed the ridiculous <gasps> outfit he had on underneath. A short-sleeved pinstripe shirt with a pocket protector full of pens. <laughs> blue stripes clashed with his bright green bow tie. I could see an awful scaly rash on his arms. We were all too shocked to move as he said in a slow, threatening voice, You see, I was planning on coming this way. I'm sure the other jerks will be happy to know you're here. As we all stared in amazement, oh, that is oh italicized, the guy oh, no. pulled a sleeping bag from the back of the truck, then he ran off toward the snoring. Who cares? They let him run off? Yeah, why didn't they spray him with antifungal cream and then shoot the vitamins and minerals? Something. 
The guy who had driven Randy's truck charged toward the crowd at the snoring. He was pointing and shouting. The jerks began turning in our direction. That's when things really started to rock and roll. The crowd charged us, throwing rocks and the rolls they had been dunking in their mushroom soup. An angry horde wearing mismatched outfits. The trucks driving Tommy and Olivia pulled up as the rest of us were ripping open cases of antifungal cream. Thankfully, these drivers clearly weren't jerks. One ran off into the woods. The other one fainted. In seconds, the fungus-infested jerks had reached us. By then, we had armed ourselves with tubes of antifungal cream. Each of us stood by open boxes that contained many more. As the jerks got close, we aimed our tubes and squeezed hard. Splat. Splat. (laughs) Splat, 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 splat. Globs and blobs of antifungal cream. Globs and blobs! Went flying through the air in all directions. Even in the midst of my frenzy and fear, it reminded me of one of those food fights you see in the movies. Mm. I squirted and zapped, squirted and zapped, <laughs> squirted ew. and zapped. Ew, ew. I think the zapping was what kept me from falling down from exhaustion. <laughs> it came naturally to me, just as Prince Brassica had said it would, and it was energizing. The more I zapped, the more I glowed with vitamins and minerals. As the antifungal cream hit the human jerks, they howled with anger. As they were zapped, they cried out in pain. Then an incredible thing happened. The people began to snap out of their trances, as if waking from dreams. They began to rub the antifungal cream on their rashes. (laughs) They kicked off their shoes wildly and smeared it all over their infected feet. Some of them screamed again, <laughs> Gray this is time in such pain. horror, when they saw what they were wearing. <laughs> Especially the girls. How totally embarrassing, shrieked one of them named Emily, who had been in my biology class the year before. <laughs> oh my god, give a f- She was dressed in a beige pleated skirt with an elasticized waistband. On her baggy blouse cute. was a smiley face pin. Hey! I have that outfit. Tears began streaming down her cheeks, and she practically tore out clumps of her long blonde hair. That's what? Help. She only practically did it. Maybe that means she Other didn't do it. Other more serious types began shouting their thanks to us. I didn't even know who I was, said a man I recognized from the library. It was like I was trapped in a bad movie, and I was the star. <laughs> He and many others grabbed tubes of antifungal cream and began trying to help us in our fight. It was a good thing, too, because then the real villains came at us. The Streptococci, the Trichophyton, and the worst jerks of all, the dreaded Rubrum Fungi. My heart nearly stopped beating. Imagine an army of science fiction monsters more than ten feet tall coming after little old you. They were frightening to look at, and awful to smell. The streptococci staggered along. They were almost like a lacy party doilies, except for their three gigantic, furious eyes, each reaching out on the end of a claw. They looked pretty scary, but my friends and I whacked them right and left. I gave two of them a few good swift kicks. We got the strep soldiers out of the way pretty fast. Didn't we decide, isn't strep... Of bacteria? It is, yes. I thought we weren't fighting the bacteria. It's unclear. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever they were, they were nothing compared with the trichophyton fungus. 
The trico fighting were an angry red color and full of oozing pus. The rubrum came at us last. They were the biggest and the most horrifying. Basically, they were huge masses of ugly, smelly tentacles. The fungi began attacking and phagocytosing their victims. Remember what I said (laughs) that word meant? (laughs) No, but... Engulfing them! (laughs) Smothering them! Consuming them! I wanted to turn and run, but then I heard the screams of pain from the people who had already been infected by the rubrum. They were still on Farmer Withers' field. They groaned and scratched and begged for help. This itching is driving me insane! Help! Help! Screamed one of them. I recognized his voice. It was my brother. In spite of my terror, I kept on squirting and zapping. When the antifungal cream hit the fungi, I couldn't believe what happened. I could actually see the antifungal agents attacking. They sprang out of the cream. What? And quickly multiplied. No! They were orange creatures. No! Many of them were as big (laughs) as the rubrum. Incorrect! And they had as many tentacles. No! All over the field. Stop it. Antifungal agents. No. And a <laughs> wrestled. They roared at each other in fury. For a single wonderful moment, I thought we were actually winning. Then I saw the most awful thing I've ever seen in my life. A gigantic rubrum fungus smothered Carrie. In an <gasps> instant, the mass of tentacles covered him. He never had a chance. Turn into no! a carrot, Carrie. I tried to run to help him, but it was already too late. And that's when the rainstorm started. Oh my goodness. Is that, is Carrie going to be dead? This is the worst boss battle. (laughs) Great. I want to know, do you prefer the gross morphing descriptions in canon Animorphs or the gross people applying cream to their bodies (laughs) descriptions in Vegemorphs? I prefer this one. Um, not least because squirt zap is just a really funny thing. To <laughs> just kept on squirting and squirting zapping. zapping. Uh-huh. Sure, sweetie. Whatever the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> it's just a TikTok dance. Chapter 22. It was morning. Somehow I was in my bedroom and I had woken up with a headache. Oh, no. Oh, we just skipped the rest of that fight, are huh? We g- I hate this part. Actually, I found out later that it wasn't the next morning at all, but the one after that. I had slept for more than 24 hours. Oh, my parents didn't wake me up, I guess. The sun was streaming through my window. I could hear birds singing. The horror of what had happened seemed impossible, but I knew it had happened. I could never have imagined that much squirting and zapping. It doesn't say that. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's going to have a moment. (laughs) The rainstorm. It's just impossible not to add lines to this. The rainstorm was the worst that had ever hit our town. Water poured from the sky. Wind lashed the trees and blew sheets of rain so dense that they actually hurt. The sky turned so dark that I couldn't see my hand in front of me. Also, it was nighttime. (laughs) I slowly began to recall Prince Braska gathering me, Randy, Olivia, and Tommy into one of the trucks and driving. See, it's why you don't do things in flashback, because they're not as exciting. No, but I don't remember how I actually made it home and wound up in my own bed. I guess they are faster if you're just like skipping the whole scene. Huh. Then it hit me. Carrie was gone. Forever. I wasn't sure what else had actually happened, but I was about to find out. I heard a knock at the door. The door opened and Bryce came into the room. Hi, dork, he said. Then he smiled. I scrunched back against the headboard. Bryce the jerk was still here. Or was he? 
Bryce was shaking his head. Look, I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a jerk. It's really me. I'm okay, except for this. He held out his hands. My mouth dropped open. His nails. They were yellowish and greenish. Ew, he got the rubrum. Who cares? The rubrum got him, I thought. It's okay, really. Dad's treating this with antifungal cream. And there are some new pills, so the fungus won't control me. I'll be me, not a jerk. Oh, he just knows everything? There's okay. a lot of information that he knows that he didn't know yeah. two days ago. Then Bryce smiled again. I always was a bit of a jerk before, though. I was a lousy brother. Things will be different now, I promise. I know what you did for me and for everyone, including the vegetables. You're a hero. My eyes widened. I didn't know what to believe. I think neither do we. No, because what is happening? Yeah. Bryce raked his hands through his hair and sat down on the edge of my bed. Do you want to know what happened after you left? I nodded. Everything, Bryce said. Oh, my God. It oh. rained so hard that the bacteria and the fungus that were left were destroyed. Farmer Withers' field is destroyed, oh. too. It's the classic, just put water on the alien. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce twisted his mouth into an expression of disgust. It's gross, he said. It's a mess of mud and antifungal cream. Nothing will ever grow there again. But at least that's better than what was growing there for a little while. Anyway, I don't work there anymore. Farmer Withers left town. Yeah. The poor t- Farmer Withers. <laughs> what about his bingo What's parlor? What's going to all the ladies who he were loving him? him? He was getting so much money for the bingo parlor. The two of us sat there briefly in silence. I'd like to be alone for a while, please, I said. I was glad that the fungus hadn't taken over, but it didn't mean I was happy. Okay, Bryce said. I guess you've got a lot to think about. He left the room and closed the door behind him. I put my head in my hands. All I could think about was Carrie, because I was in love with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, what a wonderful, unusual, brilliant person he had been. And truly, the only character in the book. (laughs) Then I heard a voice. Psst! Open the window! I turned in the direction of the voice. At first I didn't see anything. But when I did, my heart leaped with joy. There was a carrot sitting on my windowsill! No one saw this coming! The carrot spoke again. Come on, don't just sit there. Open up. It's me, Carrie. I nearly flew out of bed and pushed open the window. I can't believe you're alive, I said. I was sure that... I know, said Carrie, as his orange body hopped into the room. You thought I was a goner. So did I, until Prince Brassica saved me. I never saw a zap like the one he gave that rubrum. It was like a lightning bolt. The thing was toast. I could hardly keep from jumping up and down. I was so happy. Now Carrie, Tommy, Randy, Olivia, and I could be friends together just as before. But something puzzled me. Carrie, why don't you morph back? The carrot was silent for a moment. Then Carrie looked at me with an expression I'd never seen on a carrot before. (laughs) (sighs) I can't, he said. It's too complicated to explain. But the only way I can stay stay alive now is in this body you see here. Wait, it's not because of the cooking what? time thing? Are you talking No, it's about too it? complicated to explain, Ted. Oh, to it's Kyle. To, to Kyle. It's because yeah, right. you were talking to Kyle here. Right, it's because the readers know what it is. We know. It's the cooking time thing. But Carrie has correctly assessed Kyle's level of ability to understand. I'm completely on board. <laughs> Go on. I was stunned and felt like I was going to faint. Carrie hopped over to me. It's really okay, Kale. I mean, Kyle. Oh my god. Carrie smiled. I like being a carrot. You see, I never was very happy at home. 
information that could have been in the book before now. Mom was always out shopping, and all Dad ever did was read weightlifting magazines. <laughs> I'm better off where I am. Oh, you poor child. I live with Prince Brassica and his family under Withers Field now. You have parents! Yeah, but Mom's always out shopping, and They're Dad just reads weightlifting They're looking for you right now, and you're living underground with the broccoli! But the weightlifting magazine's gray. He needs to be saved. <sighs> Carrie turned a darker shade of orange. The whole place is a mess. Between the antifungal cream and the mud, well, we're going to be working around the clock to clean things up. I guess that means I won't see you much, I said sadly. Well, not as much as before. I've got a different life now. Listen, I've got to go, but I'll stop by sooner than you think. I'll see Randy, Tommy, and Olivia, too, and I'll always be thinking of you. Carrie hopped back up on the windowsill. It's so long for now, he said, but not goodbye. Look at your answering machine. I turned and saw that the message light was flashing. When I looked back at the window, Carrie was gone. I let out a long sigh and pressed the button on the answering machine. I heard Prince Brassica's deep green voice. You fought well, but no matter what you hear, don't believe anyone who says the fight is over. We hurt the jerks badly, but we didn't stamp out athlete's foot and other rashes completely. The hair on my head stood up. My hands gripped the answering machine, because that's what you do when you listen to messages. You hold the machine in your is hands. It, is the answering machine, like, electrified? <laughs> electrified. Yeah. Because the <laughs> symptoms of hair standing on end and tighter grip are both symptoms of being electrified. It's also symptoms of strong emotions, Ted. Fungus and some other fungi and bacteria are around. They're just, <laughs> <laughs> they're just dormant. That means they're hibernating. Thank you. Recovering, waiting to strike. It might not be soon, but strike again, they will. I gritted my teeth. My friends and I would keep fighting them until we won. I've got to remain underground for a while now, I heard Prince Braska say. My family and I are well, though. I'll take care of Carrie, and someday I'll be in touch. There was a pause, and then I heard, This tape will self-destruct in five <laughs> seconds. Where is he getting this technology? What is happening? How did he do Okay, that doesn't make any sense. I let go of the answering machine as if it were a hot potato. A thin wisp of smoke drifted up from it. Now they need a new answering machine. Why? I blinked and shook my head. Everything that had happened had me all shaken up. But one thing was certain. If the fungi and bacteria ever returned, the vegemorphs would be ready. The end. Ugh, no. Guys. That was a struggle. It was rough. So I, when I was thinking about this book in the gap between our recordings, I was like, okay, well, we got to keep in mind, it's just meant to be a parody. Like, it's not actually meant to be a good book. But, like... It just sucks. Like, there are a couple of, like, I feel like the concept of Morphing Vegetables is, like, a good parody, and Carrie getting stuck as a carrot is great, but the rest of it is just, like, nonsense plot that's, like, not funny and... Nonsense. Isn't even directly commenting on Animorphs stuff. Yeah, if it was a closer parody of Animorphs, I think it would be very funny. Like, there Mm. are ways you could do this where it was, like, an Animorphs plot, but they're vegetables instead. (laughs) (laughs) Puns. But instead, it's just dumb, dumb. So bad. And the, like, because the Animorphs plot is, like, so good, because they can turn into animals, and then animals are inherently dangerous. Yes. Right? Like, so all of the shenanigans about we have to 
Well, vegetables, of course, they're pointless, but they don't do anything creative to work within those constraints. Like it would no, be they just come up with really weird things that vegetables can do. Right. If the plot revolved around something that only a corn could do, yes. that would be hilarious. It would be so funny. You know, Chapman is allergic to olives, so he morphed <laughs> into an olive and dripped juice into his martini, and that's how he died. I mean, you know. Right, right. But so, like, the, oh, they all have these zapping powers, and you can talk to people and hypnotize them. Like, it's just all nonsense. Yeah. That's yeah. It's a very, very complicated, like, yes. world-building situation that doesn't make any sense. No. Like, it's, Animorphs has such a good premise. Yeah. They were, like, trying to recreate it, sort of, but, like, it's very hard to recreate. I have tried. And, <laughs> and you did a great job. Oh, no, no. But, I mean, like, I've tried to come up with other premises that have similar constraints, and it's really difficult. Like, it's actually, like, a genius setup. It's very And good. this is just nonsense and didn't support any of the things they wanted to do. Hey, hey guys. Yeah? Hey, guys. Uh, what happened to Biff and his friends? I oh, man. I think that they're... They got to, so, this is actually... A classic Animorphs moral dilemma. Sure. But these children are monsters. Because they turned that gang of bullies, Biff, Bongo, Rudy, and Sid, Sid and, and Spike. Spike, into celery and let them to be eaten, eaten at the salad bar. Perhaps they weren't talking back because they had been eaten over Already. the past two days. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah. So one thing this is making me think of, I saw, I don't know if you, if either of you was there, uh, a production of Les Mis. It was like, it was like a drag cabaret situation. And they were doing Les Mis sort of in a very like light sort of joking way. It really just like didn't work at all because Les Mis has to be earnest in order to work. It's in the title. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great point. Great point. Uh, I mean, I think it means like the poor, but whatever. And Animorphs has all of this depth that is, like, built on these, like, real emotions and pressures and tensions and, like, dangers. And, like, you strip that away and you just end up with this book that's just, like, nothing. It's nothing that also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, there's a potential for some comedy and parody, and this really doesn't reach it. Yeah. Because it doesn't do the earnest thing, and then it's just also not funny. At all. (laughs) There were some things we laughed at. Is it possible that if we read this in 1998, (laughs) we would understand why the fashion stuff is such a burn? Like, obviously, the pocket (laughs) protectors and clip-on bow ties is very, like, stereotypical, nerd, like, not cool. Very not cool. But, like, the smiley face pin? And, like, earlier that they, like... Somehow the outcasts for wearing or... flannel and jeans. Yeah. No, no. Everyone else wears flannel and jeans. Well, the jocks wear flannel. And yeah, jeans. they yeah. don't wear flannel and jeans. They, they wear also... weirder stuff, but not as weird as this stuff. Right. All the fashion stuff is deeply weird and very confusing. Yeah. And, I think it would have been confusing. Randy's straw hat with, with chili, chili peppers, peppers on it <laughs> is, think is cool. There's a ribbon of chi- like with chili peppers around yeah. the rim. Do we think? Or is I'm it one of those like. like Australian with the cork thing, so like dangling down off oh, the Oh, I really like dangling. Oh I was God. imagining like a bunch of, like a like a cornucopia of chili peppers on the brim. Oh, okay, okay. But I like it the says dangling. they wear funky clothes, Kyle okay. and his friends. So Any of our I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> but apparently what the jerks were wearing were not funky clothes. No. They were somehow jerky clothes. Well, they were like a shopping store discount center or whatever. He, yeah, the warehouse and a cheap clothing store, d- department store or something like that. Yeah. They're really doing a lot of fashion shaming, though, for kids who like wearing funky clothes. Yeah. Yeah, and also I'm confused by it. 
It didn't really make any yeah. sense. Like, I think it was going for a comedic element that just, like, didn't so, land. I completely agree. This book was terrible. <laughs> it was a total waste yes. of time. It's very nice to hang out with the two of you, sure. The stuff that fun. I liked, it was super gross in a different way than Animorphs is super yes, gross. Yes, that's true. All the salad dressing stuff. There's I a lot of liquid grossness. Yeah, yeah. The, the degree to which it the was The rashes, yeah. I also liked, as poorly written as it was, <laughs> the person who wrote it clearly has a similar sense of humor to me. <laughs> because when I was re-listening to the first episode, there were multiple times when we made a joke oh, and yeah. then the book went on to make the same joke. So as yeah. much as it was poorly written, uh, there is something about the person who created this that I, I find relatable. I mean, there was a... I, I read a chapter that was just puns about vegetables for right. yeah, and yet I pages. didn't enjoy it <laughs> I could have been the delivery to be honest <laughs> I don't think Should so I cease or Caesar oh, it's just like when the puns are all that's going on and the plot is yeah. so bad like it's just uh, I need no. something else Yeah. speaking of something else Jenny yeah. I would like you to open your phone go to an incognito window <laughs> <laughs> alright alright Private. Uh huh. And then go to Urban Dictionary. Okay. And then look up tossing salad. <laughs> Just because I think it's important you know what the joke was, but also I think it'll be funny to make you read it. Huh. Read it out loud. Oh, really? For the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Tossing salad, giving anal sex with your tongue, rimming the outer area of the anus, poking and prodding in the anal area with one's tongue. And then there's an example sentence. Mitch tossed Alan's salad last night after we left for the night. Alan, that ass so fine that I'm going to toss your salad tonight. Attributed to Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Urban Dictionary. (laughs) I'm just... I've I've never heard that term for it. That's uh, educational. You're welcome. This podcast is an educational podcast. You can decide whether to keep that in or not. I'll let you do that. I don't know if your parents listen to this podcast. I don't think they do. So you may not want to yeah. keep that in. Yeah. It's good for people to know. I just... No, it's true. Anytime somebody could talk about tossing salad and somebody could snicker. <laughs> you want to be, you know, be the prepared. more you know. Now, in what context have you guys actually run across this? It's like, it's, I've never heard this. Yeah. Or like innuendo. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this gives new nuance to the amazing Tumblr meme that was, like, five or six years ago of the, like, the porn video of, like, the guys, like, going at it and the woman sitting there being, like, really? In front of my salad? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh I don't know this meme. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. That's very good. Also gives another meaning to the Frasier theme song, Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs. Oh. Now, what are scrambled eggs? I feel like there's some obvious... I have never looked that up on Horror Dictionary, but... Well, you've got it open. I think, I, think I, I closed think it already, but I'm going to look it up. I mean, if we want to continue to have uh, Animorphology Nights, we can always read Animorphs. I think we need to. Which is the other Animorphs parody that uh, we got a hold of. The Animorphs porn parody. Oh, is it actually porn? Well, I don't know. Erotic. We haven't read it, erotica. so who knows? I was hoping it would just be an exploration of gender. Oh, no. I'm sure it's not going to be a thoughtful. The author is one of those people who publishes, like, every month Mm. a different theme. Like Chuck Tingle type thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll explore your gender is what's happening there. (laughs) But from from looking at it, like, the first chapter is there's a dude lurking at the construction site who just happens to be within the radius of getting the morphing power. 
And then instead of helping, he runs away, decides to morph like a young hot girl, but didn't hear about the morphing limit, so immediately gets stuck. <laughs> At least he wasn't celery. <laughs> that's so true, yeah. So I think that's the premise. No, I think we I think we should read this. And uh, yeah, maybe it'll be a more interesting parody. Or at least some interesting erotica. And finally, we'll be able to have an R-rated podcast and we can stop believing all my swear words. Exactly. <laughs> Ideal. I'm in. That's the real goal. If you want to find us, we are at Animorphology.com and at Animorphology on Twitter. Subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And don't forget to rate us, review us, and recommend us to your friends. Olivia looked over my shoulder. It's a pregnancy announcement, she said. But who is it from? Does anyone know Jenny or Ted?